joining us today for another episode of What's Your Why Wednesday. Today, I am joined by the incredible Karina Carter. She is the broker owner at CMS Mortgage Solutions. Karina, thank you so much for joining us. And listen, we all came in, most of us, came into this industry by accident. But we stay in this industry because it's tied to our personal and professional why. Ms. Karina, please share with us, what is your why? First, Laura, thank you for having me so much. I greatly appreciate it. I believe everybody has their why, right? And usually it starts at home in most cases and what it looks like for your family. I believe mine runs just a little bit deeper than that. And I believe it runs a little bit more like providing for the community, but family included. Um, so when I say that is, of course, I was a teen mom at 15, four weeks before my 16th birthday. So my initial why was, how was I going to provide, right? Um, second being is just really thinking about my why I'm looking, how do I get up every day and be accountable to myself, mm -hmm. right? And provide for others. So I really feel like it encumbrances a little bit of the family, but the community sense in my part to be, mo it motivates me every day to know I'm responsible for putting food on people's tables right? And what that looks like. So for me, I think as time has changed, my why kind of changed a little bit, right? It does. Yeah. You're determined to get past whatever the next step was and your why can change a little bit, but it's always a little bit more centralized and starts with family and that family grows and you have the community around you that grow. And some people may never know what that feels like because if they're not self-employed or they're not responsible for other people, they don't really get that sense of weight that we may feel. But for me, it is what I think drives me, you know, which is odd. So the drive to get up and put food on other people's table besides just my family, I support four generations, but now 58 employees, what does that look like to think about how do we really then function on a daily basis, knowing that's a lot of pressure for most people, yeah. right? You know, it's interesting, Karina. I mean, you know, both of us had children young and I know that for me, like, I don't know anything else but taking care of other people. And it's funny, like, I know, you know, we, you and I have had this conversation that years ago, we, we weren't so open to share our stories. But now, of course, we realize we have to share our stories and everyone should share their stories. But I really think it, it shapes you so much when you have no choice as a young person to be responsible or whether it's a baby, whether it's your parent, maybe it's your elderly parent, maybe who knows, it could be many different situations, but I think that that is a blessing. I think that actually is something that in your life, you said, listen, I own this. 
I, I am responsible. I'm accountable to do this. And you've taken it where, like you said, it started with family, but now it's other people's families. Yeah. Now it actually reaches out far beyond your own with, with these folks that go out into the community and just grows in this ripple. And Karina, I mean, the amount of families that you have helped that change generations having to be positively affected by the actions you've taken, I'd love to hear, give me a story. Give me, I know you have many, but give me one story where you just were like, wow, like the actions I did, the impact I had changed someone else's life. Please share that with us. So uh, I'll give you that because it's a little bit of a work story in my case okay. that um, is very dear to my heart and I don't want to tear up, but um, it's, that's okay. Um, that's happened before. <laughs> um, so this week's an emotional week for me, period, but um, I do reverse mortgages. And I had a young man come into our office. Um, he was 42. His wife was 62. Um, and this was 15 years ago. And he was like, I want my wife to stop working. Now think about this for a minute. He was wow. 42. She was 62. And they had already been married for 20 years. Wow. Okay. Wow. He was a teacher. So we were like, okay. I was like, well, have you ever thought about a reverse? And he was like, you know, I don't know what anything about it. Talked about it. He came in for a 15 year term because he wanted his wife to stop working. Right. She's 20 years older than them, than him. And they've already been together 20 years. I'll make the story as short as possible without crying. <laughs> so in long run, um, they talked with other people. They decided it wasn't for them. They came in, talked to me again. We talked about it. I said, let's just wait a week and do it. And then we can come back and come to come to some agreements of what this looks like. He's on the school teacher salary. How much is your salary going to change in the next 10 years? So I convinced them to do that. And seven months later, she came down with brain cancer. Oh. Um, make a long story short, at that time, within six months, I was working with his mom on her reverse mortgage. Huh which his mom and his wife were only like about eight years apart. So wow. worked with his mom. His mom sent me to her neighbor that I did a reverse for. During uh, this young lady's treatment for two and a half years, traveling up and down the East Coast for uh, cancer doctors and treatment and experimental stuff, all three families and everybody pitched in and nobody had a mortgage. Wow. So even at her funeral, they said, some of this would not have been possible had we not been in a financial situation where someone didn't advise, did advise us in the right way that we didn't know what was going to happen. And it ended up being a trickle down effect that they cooked dinners, they kept each yeah. other company, they went to doctor's appointments. No None of them, including the neighbor, all of them were so close and tight. None of them had to worry for three years about a mortgage payment. Wow. So to me, that's one of the stories that I hold tight to me because it really impacted me um, in regards to where they were with their life and how precious things are just to really connect and keep in touch with people and really see 
you know, what else could you do? I just gave them some simple advice that and did a long year plan with them for a 10 year plan. Where was that really going to change on a 3% increase each year for him yeah. and what it looked like? And she immediately stopped working two months after we did the loan, not knowing she had brain cancer the whole entire time. My goodness. But I mean, Karina, when I'm, as I'm kind of listening to that, and of course I'm emotionally picturing that in my, in my mind, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, number one, none of us know, none of us know, we're, we're, there's no guarantee of, of anything, right? Nobody has that first of all. But what I hear in all of that is the care and the compassion that you had, not selling, not, you know, trying to close a loan, you know, none of that. It was listening, guiding, giving them space, right? Not pressuring, allowing them to ask their questions, come to peace, whatever the decision was, and allow them to come to that for what was best for their family. And that is why you are a longtime successful mortgage professional, because that is what it takes. It's not one of those things that, hey, I, it's quick and we, we all know that's not the case. And that leads me to my final question. So Karina, you've been doing this quite a while, like myself, and I'd love to hear from you. If you were going to give a piece of advice or two, to someone that was newer to our industry, what would that advice be? That brings me up to something I just did in an interview last week. And I asked a young lady at 18, if you're not sure the position you're gonna be in or what you're gonna do, would you come in and intern with me for free for six weeks? Hmm. And she was like, for free? You know what I mean? And I was like, I could show you seven different positions in a six week period and give you an introduction and peep into what we do. And you could pick from any seven of those and I will pay for you to go to school. I will pay for you to do licensing. I will pay for where it is to get you to whichever position you like. And that is something that I think some people don't take seriously. And that's how I got into the business, right? Is I pretty much had to work almost nine months for free. And there's so much in different industries now where they say, well, I'm working in this department one day, this department next day, this okay. department, and that's not my job. But if you had your pick, and even if you weren't getting paid, and you studied enough to know what turned that light on inside you, would you do it? So I say that part is how can you get enough information and be as resourceful as you can about something that you're passionate or that you think you may be interested in and go in and ask for it? You know, what can you do to study that trade, study that craft and keep with that education and go forward? And if it's not that position, is there another one next to it that you could do? And most people are so um, consumed with how much is this job going to pay? Mm -hmm. Then can this really get me to the next level quicker? You know, so. so, so well, number one question I need to ask is what did she do? She didn't do it. 
<laughs> and I'm not surprised by that. And I'm, I'm no, I'm not you, either. But I'm going to tell you, Karina. You you know, I I'm very close to my kids, and I'm always you know listening to things that are going on in their world. And I have these conversations with them all the time, right? Because of course we've seen it. But I've heard stories similar to that where I've heard them say, hey, I can bring you in and start you here. And this start will take you farther. Like this start will take you farther. But if you take over here, you might get a little bit more to start, but you're going to cap out. You're not, you're not going to go any further. You're going to cap out at that. And then that's as far as you could go. Your and most is people will take this one because they're like, oh, but right now I need X and I can't go on this road here. And I'm telling you, Karina, a lot of it starts with who's in their ear. Yes, yes. Whether it's their parents, whether it's their friends, whether it's social media, whatever it is, it seems like it takes a very special person that has some kind of influence that maybe maybe they are an entrepreneur or maybe there's someone that has gone through that can, that can say, oh no, you want this road. But this road, you, you're, li um, you're limitless. You can just keep going and you can write your own ticket and you have unlimited potential and income. Yeah. But most people will take this one and where they can't out. So I love that you're doing that. Because it's actually funny, we're doing something similar at, at our company right now. And it brings me back to like, you remember back in the 80s, they used to have like the manager training programs. Yes, you remember that? Yes, 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 I did that. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So we're yes. actually doing something like that. And I'm like, oh my God, I remember that from the 80s. But that was great. Yes. Yeah, those are great programs. We did but, it retail management. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah, for that's 10 years. And that's why I said, it's like, instead of someone saying, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you? Why would you not? Right? Yeah. And people just don't think like, like, what is the outcome? And do they do enough research behind the scenes to look and see how are these people becoming successful, at what they yeah. do? And where did they start? Right? So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that's huge. You have to really study your craft and figure out what you can also put in from day one that you feel like you can get more out of. And, and, and I agree with you. I think the other path stunts your growth. It does. You're capped. You're capped. I mean, that's it. And it, and it may look like at first, you know, like we always say, right. When you're 18, this <laughs> looks great. But what about when you're 40? <laughs> you know, what about when you've got a couple of kids and you've got a mortgage? You're, you're still doing, you're still, still doing right there, right? Cap. Yeah. But we could expose them to seven different things that they could have, <clears throat> excuse me, elevated and pivoted a different way. And it could have changed their life one year. I mean, I, I love that you're thinking that way. That is what we need to bring to our communities and to yes. our generations that are behind us. And you will get a, probably a small percentage that say yes to it, um, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yes, it's very, going to be a small yeah. percentage. But that's okay. Because that percentage will be the people on that track and we're always going to need the people that get capped out. That's always going to be necessary too. But the fact that you're doing it, the fact you've got that plan and the opportunity, that's why you're a leader in this industry and we appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Karina, thank you so much for sharing your why. Keep being awesome. And you thank too, you so Laura. Much. Thank you. Thank you for having me.